The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this episode are that of the guest and host and do not necessarily reflect the values of sponsors or other associated organizations. Welcome to The Parental Compass, presented by Family Education and Support Services. I am your host, Bobby Williams. We have a big catalog of back episodes, so if you like what you are hearing today, I encourage you to subscribe or follow. Potty training, one of the most challenging things in the world. It's tough to know where to turn, what's normal, what's abnormal? Should I use rewards? How often should they go to the bathroom? Well, lucky for us, I brought in an expert. Annalisa Schlechter is a mother of two and a potty training consultant. Her website is pottytalkmama.com. Probably the most informed person I've ever met in regards to potty training. Let's check it out. How do you know when your child is ready to start potty training? Are there any signs that they're starting to get ready? Yeah, absolutely. So first you want to look for a general interest in the bathroom. Um, You know, they're wanting to flush the toilet or be in the bathroom with you when you're going, which is great to allow them to do that. And then signs that they're actually ready to, to start using the potty are hiding to poop, um, if they're pulling or tugging at their wet or dirty diaper, if they're actually telling you that they've gone or are, are actively going in their diaper, if they have that awareness, that's definitely a sign that they're ready. Um, and then if they can stay dry for two hours or longer during the day, that's that's a huge sign that they're ready as well as being able to stay dry for nap Mm -hmm. and overnight and they don't have to have all of those signs um, but those are things to look for just to have a few is there a typical age they get started at or is it all over the place or it's it's all over the place because it's really dependent on the child and the family but the the sort of ideal age is between 22 and 28 months. That's typically when most kids are showing signs and then when they're more behavior, behaviorally ready for it. That makes sense. You recommend yeah. parents keeping their expectations low. Why is that? Yes. <laughs> um, I think it's really easy to get caught up in the, in like, because it's so second nature to us, like we don't even think about it. We're like, oh, we have to go to the bathroom and then we go. So it's, it's easy to get caught up in. This is something that's so easy for me to do. Why are they not getting it? Um, But it's such a hard skill to learn that I think if we keep our expectations low, as far as maybe how quickly it'll happen or how fast they'll pick it up, 
um, then we'll be pleasantly surprised when we, when it, you know, maybe happens faster than we were thinking, just, just keeping those expectations low. So we're not disappointed when it doesn't go how we think it should. Yeah. Well, and you never want to have bad vibes going into that, or it could get into like, I'm frustrated, then the child feels shame and, and that right. doesn't help with the process. And Right, exactly. They can definitely pick up on our feelings about it. So like you said, we just want to keep it positive and, and light and fun if we can try. <laughs> Are there ways to keep it like a positive, fun thing for kids? Yeah, any anything you can think of to to make it, you know, that positive environment. So reading books, singing songs, even watching videos. There's there's potty videos out there that you can watch that have songs included with them that you can learn with your child. Um, allowing them to have certain potty activities, whether it's coloring or play-doh or certain things like that 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 they're playing, you know, while they're sitting on the potty, yeah. anything small like that to make it kind of more fun. <laughs> Are you a fan of rewards or do you discourage rewards or what, what can that look like? I, that's dependent on the family. A lot of people don't like to use rewards, which is fine. You don't have to use rewards to successfully potty train your child. Um, but I like to suggest them as a tool. So, you know, if you start out without using rewards and then things, you know, aren't really going that great or you need an extra motivator, then rewards can definitely add that fun aspect to it, as well as a motivator for them to to want to use the potty and be included in it. Yeah. What can a reward even look like, though? Because you can't buy like a new doll. <laughs> time they go you know <laughs> right right um you, the dollar store is the best spot to hit up um you can use food you know one m&m that's motivating enough for some kids if you don't want to use food you can do stickers or temporary tattoos even like hand stamps um and then other things that are that can be really motivating for kids is an experience so like maybe extra, an extra five minutes of playtime, just one-on-one -on -one with mommy at night or, yeah. you know, extra 10 minutes at the park or something like that. It's interesting how much kids love stickers. Like you would think, <laughs> what's the, why stickers, but they love them. Exactly. <laughs> so earlier you were mentioning having kids in the restroom with you you mean actually like having them see you use the restroom because I'm a big like privacy like get out of here you know yeah <laughs> yeah that that kind of has to go out the window um when you're when you're potty training modeling is such a huge aspect of of all parenting I think um you, you model the behavior that you want to see um so I know it, it's hard for me and it probably is for other parents to keep your kids out of the bathroom in the first place. Um, so you can use that time as an opportunity to actually talk to them about what you're doing and the steps of how everything works. And that's a good way to include it into the training without any added pressure because you're not trying to get them to sit on the potty, you're trying to get them to go or anything, you're just teaching them what you're doing. 
Yeah. Are there warning signs when you can start to tell a child needs to go? Yes, it can look different for every kid. Um, I think the most common one is them holding themselves, holding their genitals. Uh, that's probably the most common sign of like them feeling that they need to go. Uh, some kids it's less subtle. So some kids will just kind of like stop and stare and, you know, parents will learn, oh will learn their God, kids signals. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I know what that look means. <laughs> yeah. Is there like, do you get into a routine of like every half hour I take my kid to the bathroom or what's the right amount of time to give them a chance to try and go? Um, so I don't like to do as as often as every half hour um, because day, yeah yeah I mean we don't go that often so to think about trying to get a child to go that often is just going to create a power struggle and it's not going to result in a lot of successes um, so I really like to just kind of sit back and let the kid learn let the accidents happen. Um, and then you can that way learn their patterns for how often they might actually need to go. Most kids will be able to hold it at least two hours. Every two to three hours is a typical kind of routine for how often kids need to go. Yeah. Well, and you mentioned power struggles. And I know that as babies start to become toddlers, they get into power struggles and being independent. So how can you keep it not a power struggle with them? Like, okay, I don't want to do what you want me to do. <laughs> right. Um, so I think two things that are really big is to offer choices for one. So if you can tell that they need to go to the potty, um, but you don't want to, you know, obviously force them to go, you can say something like, it looks like your body is telling you that you need to go potty do you want to go sit on the big potty or the small potty? Do you want to read a book while you go potty or do you want to sing a song while you go potty? Um, just offering them choices. So it, it makes it seem like they're the ones that are choosing to go to the, to the potty at that time. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is kind of getting out of our own head and controlling how how we react to it um so just kind of making sure that we were able to step back and show confidence in our child and show that we trust them to listen to their body and make that decision to go those are universal i think power struggle rules <laughs> like we do a lot of episodes on behavior challenges and it's mm -hmm. like the key is choices and not letting it affect your mood and yourself because then they have power over you and that's why exactly. it's a power struggle yeah exactly exactly <laughs> i imagine bedwetting is its own set of issues are there any strategies when it comes to bedwetting um yes yeah. so some of it in some kids it's genetic and it unfortunately can't be prevented um so that for those kids, they just have to grow out of it. Um, but for nighttime training in general, the, the biggest two ways of helping them stay dry through the night are limiting fluids 
um, two hours before bedtime. And then trying for, we call it a double void. So trying to get them to go potty um, two times before they go to bed. So once an hour, you know, before bedtime, and then once again, right before getting into bed. So their bladder is as empty as possible. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. I know pooping can be harder for, you know, those learning to potty train. Yes. Uh, that's, that's a huge struggle. Um, it doesn't, you don't have as much practice with pooping as you do with pee. Um, so, so that's a struggle. And then constipation is just everyone, um, has, you know, experienced constipation at some point. So with kids, it can just create a huge fear of feeling the pain and then they withhold because they don't want to feel the pain. And then it just furthers the constipation and they just get stuck in that, in that cycle. Um, so yeah, it's constipation is, is really a huge issue. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is there any way to help them or you just got to kind of power through that and encourage them? Yeah. So you want to really be on top of their water intake and their fiber intake. Um, those are, those are helpful for keeping it at bay. Um, but as most parents probably know, getting your child to eat and drink can, you know, sometimes be also another power struggle. Um, so you can also use supplements or laxatives and things like that to help them get through the constipation. Um, but you really just want to try and keep it soft so that they're not having that pain. Um, and then if they do have it, you want to provide them any empathy and comfort. Um, you know, you don't want to say like, oh, it's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt because it might hurt. And then when it does, then they're going to be even more scared. So you just definitely want to be on their side and provide them empathy and then any comfort in any way that you can. Yeah. With boys, sometimes they like to pee standing up or they see their dad or their older brother. Should right. Let them do that. Or it seems like the hand-eye coordination, like they could just make a big mess. And uh, what do you do there? <laughs> yeah. So in the beginning, I teach boys to sit as well. Um, typically, you teach them to sit until they've also mastered pooping. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can, the next step can be teaching them to stand. Um, sometimes you might not be able to avoid it, um, but you really want them to learn how to distinguish between I only need to pee or I need to pee and poop. Totally. Are there ever times kids regress or something happens to them and it gets harder? I imagine that'd be frustrating for parents. Definitely. Uh, the, the biggest thing is adding a sibling to the family. A lot of children regress when that happens, um, or even moving or changing classes in school, or a family going through a divorce, any, any big changes, or even any small changes can affect a child and make them regress. Um, which, like you said, can be very frustrating. 
So the biggest thing during a regression is to just stay consistent. So go with what you know and with what worked in the beginning. Um, so don't be afraid to bring back rewards if you use them in the beginning. Uh, bring back that that motivation, anything you did to make it fun and just stay consistent with it. Yeah, totally. Is there a, a timeline for this? Like two weeks in, eight weeks in, like what's a typical timeline if there is one? There, there isn't one <laughs> for, not for, for most kids. Um, it's just so different. Um, but in general, you should expect by, by three months, you should expect minimal accidents um, weekly. And then by six months, you know, accidents should be very, very far and few between. Totally. Are there any videos or like resources out there? Like is Elmo singing about this or? Yeah, Elmo's singing about it. Daniel Tiger is singing about it. Um, let's see, Coco Melon. <laughs> I know that that's popular. They have some potty stuff as well. <laughs> nice. A any personal favorites of yours or stuff you like? Um, I like Elmo. Uh, and that's, that's who my daughter likes too. So that's what we've watched the most. Um, but Elmo is probably my favorite. <laughs> nice. Well, what words of encouragement would you give to the parents out there who are maybe in the midst of struggling with this right now? Um, I know how you feel. <laughs> it's I've gone through it too. Um, I still struggle sometimes with it. So you are definitely not alone. That's a huge thing um, to know that you're not alone and, and other people are going through it. And on that same note, don't compare your child's journey to your friend's child, their sibling, um, any other child, just don't compare because your child's journey is going to be different from anyone else's. So just kind of try and block that other noise out. Yeah, we're all unique people in this world. Well, right. thank you so much for being here. This was a super informative conversation and me and all the parents listening really appreciate it. Great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Annalisa. I learned a lot. I hope you did too. This has been the Parental Compass by Family Education and Support Services. I'm Bobby Williams. We'll see you next week. Peace.